Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Good morning and welcome to this morning's Wellington Jewish Community and Jewish Culture program brought to you by David Swartz and Desiree Gazensve with the ongoing sponsorship of the Wellington Regional Jewish Council. Hello, and we have some events to share with you. The first one coming up um, in just a couple of days, Wednesday 29th of June at 2 p.m. is Le Dorvador, and we have our very own David Swartz speaking to us on the topic of who do we think we are. Jewish communities started in New Zealand in 1840 with very small numbers. After 180 years, fateful years for the Jewish people as a whole, the total number of Aotearoa New Zealand Jews now is probably no more than about 8,000. There is no exact figure. So what have we become? Have we developed a Jewish New Zealand identity? How do we see ourselves? Does it matter? What do you think? So come and join us. Make sure you register at uh, Web Street uh, if you're interested on Wednesday, 29th of June, 2 p.m. Looking forward to hearing you, David. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, more news. The Temple Sinai finally welcomes Rabbi Esther Yolovsky to Wellington. She's been appointed a year ago, but wasn't able, she lives in Melbourne, but wasn't able to come here because of COVID and all of the problems associated with that. But now she is here in Wellington and will be inducted formally uh, on Shabbat the... 27th of August, August, yes. Mm -hmm. And that that weekend is also the weekend of Limud, New Zealand, 27th and 28th of August, and that will be a weekend of inspiring presentations with with guest speakers and food and all sorts of interesting conversations and discussions. So do put that into your calendar, into your diary. So the two things are, are, are linked because uh, that will also bring to Wellington some of the people involved in uh, Rabbi Esther's induction. So let's start with a very interesting, really exciting event in New Zealand Jewish history, and that is the first Jewish sitcom, Kid Sister. And the creator of it and, and actor in it, Simone Nathan, was interviewed by Sapir Meron, who many of you will remember as having been living in Wellington, or brought up in Wellington actually, living here for several years before she moved through her job to uh, the Pacific Islands and now living in Auckland. So this is a, a an interview that Sapir did with Simone. And I think it appeared on Stuff. Yes. Simon Nathan is the creator of New Zealand's first sitcom about and by a Jewish Kiwi. Nathan was raised in Auckland and cut her teeth in screenwriting in New York at the Graduate Dramatic Writing Program at New York University's prestigious Tisch Writing School of the Arts. 
she's been quite busy in New York, so she's uh, doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, Simone Nathan is not trying to tell the story of Jews in the 21st century New Zealand. Just one Jew in one family in Auckland, trying to make her way in the world like anyone else. Her new five-episode show, Kid Sister, on TVNZ On Demand, is Aotearoa's first TV show created by and about a Jewish New Zealander. It received funding from New Zealand On Air. Nathan, who's 30, calls the show her love letter to the New Zealand Jewish community she was raised in. It's the loosely autobiographical story of Lulu Emanuel, played by Nathan herself, hiding her long-term boyfriend, Ollie, played by Paul Williams, who is her real-life boyfriend, from her parents, who desperately want her to marry within the Jewish community. I know that the brother, her brother in the sitcom is also played by her real yes. brother. Yes, yeah. it's lovely. Kid Sister brings ideas to the local screen that I, also a Jewish New Zealander, this is what Sapir tells us, never thought I would hear handled in a Kiwi accent. From the genetic complications brought on by marrying in to some of our less famous festivals, watching my culture on the big screen was a comfort I didn't know I was missing. Nathan does not expect Kid Sister to tell every New Zealand Jewish story, It's not meant to be a peek into a closeted community like Steisel on Netflix or Unorthodox. And Lulu is not a local Fran Fine or Larry David. The family's modern orthodoxy in the show will be familiar to many Jews in New Zealand, even if it's not their own family's practice. In one scene, the parents bless their children before the Shabbat meal with the traditional prayers. In the opening moments... At Lulu's grandmother's funeral, the crowd is reciting the mourner's Kaddish. I just thought to myself, we have to start somewhere in terms of having a slightly more religious Jewish show, Nathan said. She said, we have Curb Your Enthusiasm, and we have Broad City, and we have The Nanny, and we have all of those shows that are wonderful representations of Judaism, but it's not my experience, and it's not your experience. And neither of our shows would perfectly reflect each other's experience either. But you really hope that no matter what culture the person is from, they can watch it and be like, oh, wow, that's relatable. And see little moments in it where they see themselves, because if no one can relate to it, then you've failed. That's Simone speaking. That's Simone speaking, yes. (laughs) The central premise of the story that Lulu's parents want her to marry Jewish may not seem the most obvious story to go with at first. But as Nathan reminds me, that's up here, Jews didn't invent the concept. I know I'm not the only person who has had these conversations. There are many groups worldwide who are like, uh, please find a nice Indian boy or a nice Greek girl to settle down with. So the Jews are not special in that Definitely not. (laughs) Even so, bringing a distinctly Jewish story to TV was important to Nathan. After writing a wealth of entirely fictional scripts and pilots, she had produced nothing personal. In 2016, it was finally time to sit down and write something deeply her. Yeah, 
It's a lovely show. I mean, you always wonder when you start watching, ooh, what's it going to be? <laughs> um, but yeah, my husband and I watched it and quite enjoyed it. Um, mm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that, you know, generations pass and Jeff uh, Schusterman plays the father oh. in the show and he's great. And it's so, Jeff, I think it's sort of age in between myself and my daughters. And, you know, you listen to the things he's saying and I'm like listening to my father, you know. And, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and this is today. Yeah. No, it's, it's worth a watch. Oh, uh, well done, Simone. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. And the interesting thing is that the the program, the whole show, is also female centered, with the female led production written by Simone Nathan herself, directed by A. D. Walker, produced by Emily Anderton, and executive producer Harriet Crampton. Yeah. So I think she feels that she's giving another message as well. Yes. <laughs> which is which is good. Which is good. It's interesting that, that this is the first T V show with this sort of Jewish content. But I remember Deb Filler, of course. Yes, of course. And that was a very personal yeah. show because yeah. which she presented herself as a one yeah. one person yes. staging. Yeah. Um, and involving her father who Sol, who was a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. And, and and but Deb went overseas and and has never come back. Oh no, she well, came she back comes for one back show. back once in a while yeah, and does a show. Right. Yeah, mm. but yeah, definitely. And I mean, my plane nuclear family, which was done eleven years ago, is also a New Zealand yes. Uh, yes. Jewish um, view from from the point of view of immigrants. Yes. So, but it's great to have a TV show, and hopefully, we will have more. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Talent doesn't always... It's it something special that <laughs> crops up ev only every now and again. Well, <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> shall well, we? you've got such clever daughters, I'm sure something will come. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shall we so, have a song? Yes, a music track will be good. So we're going to hear Ose Shalom, which is a very well-known Jewish... I call it like a prayer. It yes, probably it is, is a prayer. It is a prayer. Um, about making peace. But it has had so many different presentations yeah. and versions. It's, and it's, this is the Jewish Starlight Orchestra. Shalom, 
Shalom, let's make peace, played and uh, performed by the Jewish Starlight Orchestra. Our next article is about the play Leopoldstadt, and this was written by Tom Stoppard. I think he's knighted now or not, I'm not sure. He's a very distinguished British playwright. And this article comes from the JTA. Tom Stoppard's Leopoldstadt, a work for which the acclaimed playwright mined the Jewish heritage he discovered later in life, is heading to New York. Named after Vienna's Jewish ghetto during World War II, Leopoldstadt tells the story of 50 years in the life of one wealthy intermarried family in the early part of the 20th century, and it will premiere in Broadway in September. 82-year-old Stoppard, born Thomas Strausler, didn't discover his Jewish ancestry until the 1990s. His non-observant family fled their native Czechoslovakia during World War II to Singapore and then left to India after Japan began attacking there. 
Stoppard's father was killed by a Japanese bomb. Stoppard has won multiple Tony and Academy Awards for writing lauded stage plays such as Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead and Travesties and Hollywood films such as Shakespeare in Love. A private figure, Stoppard has rarely discussed his Jewish identity in public. It's so far from being the story I lived through, he told the London Jewish Chronicle. It's a lot to do with being Jewish, knowing you're Jewish, acknowledging you're Jewish, acting like you're Jewish or not. And that's the area where I felt I was looking inward rather than outward. His son Ed starred in a London production of the play, which debuted in 2020. I've never felt more connected to my heritage, Ed Stopper told The Guardian. And the screening of the National Theatre Live um, has been playing here in New Zealand over these past few weeks. There might still be a session on at the Penthouse Cinema, uh, and it's worth the watch. It's It's very intense, longer than two hours, covering 50 years of his family. Um, yeah, it's quite a work, so if you still have a chance, go watch that. Oh, I, I will. I hadn't known about it, but thanks for the, the tip. Well, we've got another music track, and that leads into uh, the last article we'll bring you this morning. So this is from the Jan Pierce CD Yiddish Folk Songs. And it's called Where is the Little Street? Oh, <laughs> 
And that was Jan Piers singing Where is the Little Street from his CD Yiddish Folk Songs. And incidentally, Jan Piers is a, is a one famous singer, tenor from, from an oh. earlier era, really. Beautiful. But he, he was a star at the New York Met for many years, but his background was as a cantor. He studied. Oh, well, no wonder. Yeah, he's yes, got uh, that stunning... Mm. So the, that song links into this story because you're, as you're here when, when we work through it, it came from the J-Wire news desk. J-Wire is based in Sydney and it's about Sydney. An all-Jewish crew shot a documentary of renowned artist Wendy Sharp painting a mural on a wall in the Sydney Jewish Museum, a wall awaiting demolition. Producer Judy Metzel told J.Y. it was shot during COVID and Wendy Sharp superbly discussed her background as a Kohen and her family from Ukraine. The doc documentary was made for ABC TV. An intimate glimpse into one of Australia's leading artists, her artistic process and her link to her family history, which was based in Ukraine. This is what this documentary is about. In 2019, Wendy and her cousin Ruth Fishman toured Ukraine and England to trace their family history. Wendy's mural is her emotional response to uncovering their story. Inside the Sydney Jewish Museum, as their first artist in residence, Wendy draws her grandmother Bessie Cohen for the first time. We hear how Bessie used to sing the Yiddish song Vusis dos Gesele, Where is the Little Street? The song is the title of the exhibition, and it's about looking for a place that no longer exists. And that's the song we just heard. On the opposite wall is a Ukrainian fortress next to a shtetl. The two are separated by a burning upside-down house. Wendy's family settled in England, fleeing Russian pogroms, about 1900. They lived close to the small town of Kamianets Podilsky, and in 1941, that town became the first mass Jewish killing of the Holocaust with 23,000 murders in three days. That was from the Einsatzgruppen, which mm -hmm. uh, followed the German invasion of Russia. Yep. In the documentary, 
Resident historian at the Sydney Jewish Museum, Emeritus Professor Conrad Kweet, says other forms of remembrance, be it paintings, artwork, music, are equally, in some cases even more, important and attractive to keep the memory alive or even to tell the story of the Holocaust. And Wendy's exhibition is a classic example. Wendy Sharp, Sight Unseen, shows Wendy's quirky personality, artistic process and the refugee experience through intergenerational trauma. Sydney's COVID lockdown coincided with the public's only opportunity to see the mural. Wendy liked the poetic nature of the destruction, mirroring the Yiddish song, but she wanted people to see it first. Major building works at the museum have seen the whole room smashed, cut through, and painted over. Sight unseen gives the public the opportunity they missed. That sounds a wonderful exhibition, really. Yeah, yeah. The, the Sydney Jewish Museum was very helpful to the Holocaust Centre here in Wellington when it was establishing. I think the director came over here and, and uh, Inge Wolf had very deep discussions mm. with her about the way the Sydney Jewish Museum handles the Holocaust. And since then, they've also had uh, contact, I think coming over for a, a seminar here and that sort of thing. And they're, they're very, it's a very impressive museum there. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So I think... Well, well, I think we're due to close this program. I hope you found it interesting and do tune in again in four weeks' time. I'm not quite sure of the date in four weeks' time. Sir. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have you put it here? Yes. Oh, you're beautifully prepared. <laughs> Sunday, the 24th of July... Uh, do remember that you're listening to Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM, the station which brings you the minority community voices to the air and also to your computer if you want to listen streaming or as a podcast. And next Sunday, the 3rd of July, you can hear our sister program, Aspects of Israel, at the same time, 11.15 here on Wellington Access Radio. So do remember uh, Limud coming up and also there are some Israeli f films showing at the Wellington Jewish Community Centre screening on the 28th of June, the 5th of July and the 12th of July at 7.30 in the evening. But don't forget if you'd like to attend you need to phone the centre office and register. So, thank you, Desiree. And David. until our next program, Shalom. May peace be with you. Amen. Shalom. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding accessmedia.nz.